Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. Did you know that the Bible tells us that in Christ, not only have we died to sin, but we have also died to the law. In Christ, we are free from sin. Wonderful. But equally in Christ, we're free from the law. Do these two spiritual truths describe your condition and your experience? Please stay with us today as we see our organic union with Christ and how this union can become our living reality. This is the Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. The Apostle Paul wrote a tremendous epistle or a letter to the believers of Christ in the region of Galatia. These simple, seeking Christians loved the Lord, but were caught up in the ongoing struggle with trying to live the Christian life and satisfying God by living up to the expectations placed on them both outwardly and inwardly. Gary Kaiser is with us again today as we look at a problem that still plagues nearly all believers today. Gary, thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here, Matt. Gary, we have this well-known verse in Galatians, uh, chapter 2, verse 20. It's going to be our focus again of today's program. I am crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live in faith, the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. There's a real paradox in this verse, Gary. Two eyes, one who is crucified and another one that's living. Gary, is this simply a verse describing one of the basic elements of Christian doctrine, or is there some genuine experience that seeking Christians can find in this verse? I don't believe there's any verse in the Bible that's simply a matter of Christian doctrine. Every verse in the Bible is God-breathed, according to 2 Timothy chapter 3. So when we talk about something like this, I think it's crucial for us to give our full attention to what is the meaning of it in a practical way. How does it apply to us? We cannot, in any situation or any circumstance, relegate a verse particularly of this weight to a matter of doctrine. There has to be the application. There has to be the experience. So, When we look at this, we have to consider what Paul is saying. In the beginning, he says that he is crucified. I have been crucified with Christ. And then immediately he says, it's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives in me. And then he brings in the paradox. And the life which I now live, 
And if we were there with Paul, we might have said, Paul, are you living or are you not living? Who is living here? Paul's intention is to communicate something that you mentioned in the introduction, that is an organic union. There's a joining of our lives with the life of God. So when we consider our Christian experience, we have to realize there are two eyes that we each have. There is the eye that has been crucified with Christ. There's also the eye that has been raised together with Christ. This is the joining of Christ with us, of us with Christ. For example, in Colossians 3, 4, Paul says, Christ is our life. There's a living within us. There's a, another entity that's living within us. It's not that Christ enters in and we disappear. We are still living, yet the source or the energy, the energizing source of our living is Christ. He's the element or the essence of that life within us that's operating. We live because he lives, as he said in John chapter 14. I appreciate that, Gary. This is actually the one point that we're going to focus on in today's program. We're going to have an example in this coming section with Witness Lee that I think is very helpful to understanding Galatians 2.20. Let's go to him right now. Died to love, but living to God. How could we die? In the same principle, how could we live to God? We must know the truth, the reality of the gospel. If we are not in that organic union with Christ, but we are in ourselves, we are not dead. We are still living, but not living to God. We are living to so many things other than God. If we are not in that organic union with Christ, we can never live to God. To confirm the concept of an organic union, I would refer you to Romans 7. Even in Romans 7, it does tell us a kind of union, the marriage union. Romans 7 says, your old husband died. Now you are married to a new one, the one who was raised up from the dead. We know this is Christ. So we are now married to the resurrected Christ. Here we do have a marriage union. In Romans, there is a clear revelation concerning this kind of a grafted life. And this grafted life is fully illustrated in Romans 11. It says clearly that we, they are wild branches of the wild olive tree, have been grafted into Christ, the cultivated olive tree. We were wild olive branches, yet 
We all have been grafted into Christ, the cultivated olive tree. There, you do have a full picture of a grafted life. Our Christian life is a life grafted into Christ's life. And now, we all know any branch grafted into another tree. It doesn't live by itself any longer. It lives by the tree into which it has been grafted. In this grafting, you could see two sides. One side of the cutting and the other side of the uniting, the connecting. No cutting, no grafting. Right after the grafting, a kind of union transpires. And this union is the organic union. So you can see you have the cutting that accomplishes the grafting. Once the grafting is accomplished, you have an organic union. Christ dead cuts you of your old life. And Christ's resurrection unites you to him. Here you have the dead and you have the resurrection. Death causes you to die to the law. And resurrection causes you to live to God. So here, died to love, believing to God, implies the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. And this is a grafting. So Gary, to experience the reality in Galatians 2.20, we must be living in an organic union with Christ. We've mentioned this organic union before, but still I think it's a foreign expression probably to most people. Why is this picture from Romans 11 of the wild olive branch being grafted into a cultivated tree such a good one to illustrate this organic union? Well, the grafting itself is such a clear illustration. It creates a new union that is living, that is an organic union. If you don't have the grafting into the new branch after it's cut off from the old into the new source, then you actually have a dead branch. We were cut off, according to the Bible, we were crucified. We were terminated with Christ. But the wonderful fact is that we were also raised together with him. This is the organic union. This is the grafted life. This is illustrated also by Paul in Romans chapter 6, verse 5, where he talks about growing together with Christ in the likeness of his death and growing together with Christ in the likeness of his resurrection, indicating that there is a mutuality of living. There's a mutuality of dying and a mutuality of living. There's a cutting off of the old and a grafting into the new. There's an illustration or the fact of this is expressed in 1 Corinthians 6, 17. 
he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. That one spirit indicates now there are two who are living in this oneness. There is Christ and there is ourselves. This is a spiritual joining. That is, it's in spirit. But it's really a grafting in the fact that now two are issuing from one source. When we're grafted in, when there's a grafting into another source, the source of life has changed. What's now coursing through the plant life is another life. It is a different life. And for us, we can say it is no longer I who live because we have been cut off from that old source. We are not that old thing. Praise the Lord. We are a new creation. And in this newness, we live by the very life of Christ. And his living becomes our living. Awesome. So let's go back to uh, Witness Lee once again. When you was on the cross, we were crucified there. We were cut off there. Not only from one thing. We were cut off there on the cross from everything. We were cut off there from ourselves. We were cut off there from our flesh. We were cut off there from the world. We were cut off there from the religion. And we were cut off there from all the ordinances of the law. And we were cut off there from the entire law. Because we have been grafted into this crucified and resurrected Christ. So his crucifixion and his resurrection all have become our history. We do have a history of being died and being buried and also being resurrected. We are the died people, we are the buried people, and we are the resurrected people. So, you have been cut from everything. So you are died to everything. This is just one side. Your history has another side. You have been resurrected. Now in resurrection, you have been united to one person. That is the triune God. That is Christ. That is the Spirit. Now, in this grafting, you are no more united with anything else. In this grafting, now you are absolutely, solely, wholly, entirely united to triune God. The seeing of such a vision will change your whole living. We all need to see such a vision that you have been cut. You have been cut off and you have been united to the living one by faith in Christ. And what is the faith? Just the appreciation of Jesus. You sense his love. You sense his preciousness. A kind of spontaneous appreciation rises up in you. That is the faith. Who loved me and gave himself for me. This is the appreciation. And the life that I live today, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. Oh, 
every time when you say, Lord Jesus, I love you, these simple, brief words strengthens your organic union with him. Every time when you say, Lord Jesus, I love you, right away, you've been cut. You've been cut from sin. You've been cut from the flesh. You've been cut from the world. When you say, Lord Jesus, I love you, there is the operating faith. That is the real faith. The real faith is implied in your appreciation of the Lord. And this faith operates. We have the spiritual, factual reality of what is expressed in Galatians 2.20, and that is that we have been crucified with Christ and resurrected with him as well. But the experience of this, according to the verse, has everything to do with faith. And we're hearing in these days, Gary, that the operation of faith in us is related to our appreciation of the Lord and of his preciousness. How does this work? Well, we're familiar with the portion in Hebrews that says, without faith, it is impossible to please him, indicating everything of our Christian experience is a matter in faith. Without faith, we have no reality in our Christian experience. We may have the doctrine and the teaching, but our experience is totally one of being in our oldness, trying to carry out God's purpose. That becomes a big frustration to us, and it also becomes a big frustration to God, if we can say he's frustrated. That is, his desire is to live himself out through us, and he's provided us with a way for that to happen. It is a matter of faith. The Bible says, if we are in Christ, we are a new creation. Old things have passed away. That's old. It's over. It's non-existent for us. But do we believe it? There's a real issue, I believe, among many Christians today that there is a very strong element of unbelief. In doctrine, we may accept everything, but in experience, we still live by our old person. That is, we don't have the faith to believe he really is our life. He really is the one who is living this Christian life. So we wind up trying our best to do what we feel he wants us to do rather than living him, enjoying him, appreciating him. I appreciate the emphasis on this word because Many times we are frustrated to the uttermost with our lack of experiential joining with him. And we try our best to live so that we can be joined to him. The fact is we are joined to him and we need to live in that rather than trying to live something because the Bible says it is there. We need to learn to appreciate him. Then the question is, how do we appreciate him? How do we live by this faith? And here we have a very excellent help. 
Just tell the Lord, I love you. Don't spend your time telling the Lord, I need you. Please help me. Please try. Please do something for me. I'm trying my best, Lord. But rather just to appreciate him. Lord Jesus, I love you. Amen. When we practice this way, our experience is he becomes more and more precious to us. And that results in a living that matches him because we release him to do what he wants to do within us. Well, Gary, in the beginning, we issued somewhat of a challenge to our listeners about being under the law. And I think most Christians may say, well, really, I'm not under the Old Testament law. That doesn't apply to me. But we encourage all the listeners who are thinking that to stay tuned for this final section to see for ourselves what Witness Lee has to say here. Here's our conclusion of today's life study. Are you living to God? I don't have much confidence. Actually speaking, very few Christians are really living to God. You know, mostly you are living to what? You are living to your kind of law. Let's be fair. You just consider the young ones have their own law. And the older ones have their law. Not many live to God. Maybe in a good sense, we all have been cut off from Moses' law. But we've never been cut off from our own law. This indicates your love toward the Lord is not adequate. You don't have the adequate appreciation of the Lord Jesus. When you would love the Lord Jesus just a little more, your condemnation upon the young brothers will be reduced. The old ones have the law for the old age, and the young ones have the law for the young age. Why I illustrate it this way? To show you, doctrine is doctrine. Experience is experience. Doctrinally speaking, we all could shout, I have died to the law, and now I'm living to God. Experientially, is another matter. We have not died, and we are not living to God. We are still living to something. We need to look into Jesus, to get more infusion, to say more and more, Lord Jesus, I love you. You need more appreciation of the Lord Jesus, that you may have more operating faith. You would have more faith that operates in you, that strengthens your kind of union with Christ. And this union brings in more cutting. In the church life, regardless of old ones or young ones, Whenever we come together, no sensation that old ones are here or young ones are here. Why? Because we all have been cut. We have been cut from everything other than the triune God to whom we are united. And we come together to have a prayer meeting, not in our age, but in this organic union. And in this organic union, we are really died to the law. 
and we are living to God. I hope you all would be infused with the loveliness, the preciousness of the Lord Jesus. Then the faith would operate in us. It will bring us into the organic union here. We died to the law and we live to God. Well, Gary, rather than living to God, it's likely that most of us, most Christians, are living in some way or another to their own law. We may have been released from living the Mosaic law, but are we really released from living to our own law? Give us some examples of the kind of laws that we as Christians will create for ourselves and try to live to and how we can be free from this kind of frustration and even distraction. Well, as Christians, we have a lot of expectations that are both from outside of us and from within. And the more we are seekers, the more we are disappointed in our way of living. We can mention any number of things, matter of losing our temper or the matter of the lust of the flesh or the matter of the pride of life or the matter of selfish ambition, so many things that are still residing within this old creation, the old fallen nature that is causing us much frustration and much disappointment in our own way of living. In fact, to such a degree that many have left their faith because they feel it doesn't work. But the fact is that we are able to live this life by believing, by trusting, by enjoying the living relationship we have with Christ. That will free us. That will bring us into another level. We can't change ourselves, but we can practice to cultivate this fellowship with a living God. Gary, this message has been a real encouragement to me and I think also to our listeners. It's also been a real enjoyment of Christ and faith characterized by a deeper appreciation of our wonderful Lord Jesus. Really enjoyable fellowship with you today, Gary. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. We also hope you enjoyed it. Wherever you're listening, we'd like to encourage you to contact us with your response to today's program or just to give us your comments or ask any questions that you might have. Our contact number is 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or you can send an email note to radio at lsm.org. Stay with us for our next program on the Life Study of Galatians as we'll go on. We'll continue to talk about Galatians 2.20. And if you enjoyed our program today, we hope you'll come back then. I'd like to thank Gary Kaiser once again for joining us, and please be with us again. I'm Matt Miller. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry publisher and distributor of the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. If you'd like to contact us, just email radio at lsm.org or call us toll-free at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. 
That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening.